Hi, I'm Matthew from PanicAttackRecovery.com. We're a collaboration of former sufferers who are helping current sufferers of anxiety, panic attacks, and agoraphobia. Before getting started with this episode, I want to explain how you can make sure that you are not missing out on any of our content. You can visit our website and sign up for our free email newsletter. Obtain a range of articles about panic attacks, anxiety, and agoraphobia. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. By taking advantage of these options, you can be assured that you will not be missing out on any of our resources. Please visit our website at panicattackrecovery.com. In a previous episode, I discussed how fear of the unknown can prevent us from really experiencing life. In another podcast, I discussed how misinformation and even incomplete information about things can make you feel anxious and fearful of them. A common theme shared by these two podcast episodes is that there are certain things that can prevent you from truly experiencing life. However, by exposing ourselves to situations that we are fearful of, we can do the things that we may not have thought possible otherwise. In this episode, I would like to stretch the concept beyond fear and suggest that you might consider looking at times in your life when you might feel helpless or simply unable to get things done, perhaps even routine tasks. In other words, times when you feel discomfort. The concept behind my thinking is that we sometimes don't accomplish our goals in life because of the discomfort that can arise when we are working on them. We don't do these things because there are impediments to getting them done that can immobilize us. However, our goals are really the things that can actually make us feel better. In case you are wondering, this concept is relevant for anxiety sufferers because there are prongs of sabotage, as I call them, which can not only take you off track in your recovery from anxiety, but they can zap the joy of life. Your goals are the very things that you could do to bring you joy in your life if you didn't allow yourself to be a victim of the prongs of sabotage. As I said, these prongs can take you off track. Once you go off into another direction, you might start to look for joy in another area, which has nothing to do with your original intention. This is often why so many people may find themselves starting things but never finishing them. Many people feel they are in a vicious circle and they feel completely demotivated. It's almost like you reach a point where you don't know what to do with yourself. Feeling like you really don't know what to do in the present moment can be very stressful for you. So you might be wondering what I consider to be the three prongs of sabotage. Well, I'll outline them here. Number one, the first prong involves distraction. In other words, the things that distract you while you are trying to work on your true goals. Obviously, distractions can be challenging to contend with in their own right. However, this category is very tricky because distractions sometimes mask as either your true goals or something more interesting or important. In other words, you might not even notice you are distracted from your original goal. And if you do, you might justify to yourself that the interesting distraction, in fact, relates to your goals and therefore it is a legitimate activity. However, the legitimate distractions, the only legitimate distractions, are the ones that you cannot ignore because they are a higher priority. And regardless, if you allow things to take you off track, you are not going to get the task completed. This has become especially challenging over the years given the number of distractions we all have in our environment because of technological advances. 
The second prong of sabotage involves times when we feel a lack of motivation. We procrastinate and we feel lazy. When you feel this way, it is going to be incredibly difficult to get things done. Again, this class of experience is tricky because the more you allow yourself to feel this way, the more difficult it is to get something done. Some people feel that when they encounter this state that they should take a nap or do something pleasurable, like having a junk food snack. In other words, they're attempting to find some other source of pleasure outside of their current experience. But what happens is a big rebound effect. After they carry out this seemingly pleasurable activity, they feel even worse because the original goal has not been completed. The third prong of sabotage involves emotional experiences, either past upsets or even worry about things in the future, often things that may never happen. These are probably the biggest challenges for many anxiety sufferers, especially if they suffer from social anxiety or they are highly sensitive to the reactions of others. Here are some examples. You might be working on a task and all of a sudden you begin to recall something upsetting that happened earlier in the day. You then become lost in thought. Alternatively, you might be working on a task and then you begin worrying about something that you have to do tomorrow. These thought processes are tricky because you might reason to yourself, if I don't work out this situation now, then I'm going to be worse off later. Again, you justify the continued reflection on these new thoughts as legitimate interruptions to your process that must be handled now. The problem is made worse because when one negative thought arises about any situation, you might find another negative thought or memory cropping up. This is because negative memories are linked in one's overall memory. And once activated, another associated negative thought or memory is activated. So a whole series of negative thoughts can be activated. So I'm sure you can see the problem with pursuing this process. I see at least three issues. Number one, obviously you're going to feel much worse as you carry on thinking about these negative things. Number two, you will be taken away from the activity that you were working on before the negative thinking began. And number three, you will feel much worse because you have not accomplished what you originally set out to complete. Now, I realize these prongs of experience vary somewhat from individual to individual, but everyone has them. As I say during my podcast, please don't get caught up in the trap of the example. In other words, although you might not describe this information using the same terminology as I do, you probably experience some or all of these impediments on a fairly regular basis. However, you can free yourself of these impairments. You can learn to keep yourself productive in a good way and with a sense of purpose. This can make you feel motivated to do more, and it can make you feel better in general. This relates to a form of treatment known as behavioral activation. According to an article on behavioral activation from the Society of Clinical Psychology, a division of the American Psychological Association, when people get depressed, they may increasingly disengage from their routines and withdraw from their environment. Over time, this avoidance exacerbates depressed mood as individuals lose opportunities to be positively reinforced through pleasant experiences, social activity, or experiences of mastery. To simplify, behavioral activation aims to get one to become active and engage in these positive behaviors to improve their mood, outlook on life, and treat their depression. I would also add that it can be reassuring to know that this process can be used to treat something as serious as clinical depression. However, 
one certainly does not need to have depression in order to apply and benefit from the concept. This information also illustrates the consequences whenever one withdraws from the activities that bring him or her joy, which I have framed as life goals in this podcast, but you could call them whatever you want. However, none of these prongs of impediments in life have to immobilize you. Don't worry, there doesn't have to be a difficult solution in order for you to make improvements in life. That is, we can learn to put one foot in front of the other and keep working towards our true goals. I would like to provide a personal example. I was working on a project recently and trying to get some work done. However, due to my remote location at the time, my access to the computer and Wi-Fi was cut off. I could have given up, but instead I took out a pen and paper and had a very productive time brainstorming, creating and planning various work for my website. And once I got back online later, I had gotten much more organized. In fact, I was better off having had this time to work without any distractions such as emails, texts, and other notifications. The point is that I could have said I didn't have any internet or Wi-Fi access and concluded that I couldn't do anything, but I didn't. I recognized the reality of no computer and Wi-Fi. There was no getting around it, obviously. But then I thought, is there some way I can work on this broad goal in spite of the problem? Here's another example. Have you ever gone for an appointment in a healthcare setting, like a doctor's appointment, or gone in to have your vehicle serviced, or you're waiting for a flight at the airport? When you show up, you're waiting with others in the waiting area. Do you ever notice that some people show up only then to pace back and forth, sigh regularly, and complain all while they are waiting? This is an example of a prong of frustration or laziness. I'm not saying that it can't be frustrating or distracting to be in a noisy location, or that it's not frustrating to be held up. However, surely there is some life goal or activity these people could work on for at least some of the time while they are waiting. Instead, these people make themselves and others around them feel worse. However, the opposite could be true. In situations and other uncomfortable moments, the trick, as I said, is to put one foot in front of the other by feeling the discomfort and doing it anyway. We will feel better over the long term but it doesn't have to take long. This is really the trick with all of the prongs that I discussed earlier. The solution is simple. However, the simplicity of the idea might make you think it is too simple to work. You could probably look at your own experiences and list a number of other negative consequences that these prongs have on your life. This list could be a source of motivation for you not to engage in such things. The bottom line is that these prongs and behaviors are counterproductive. This is because in the large scheme of things, everyone has broad goals. They will depend on the person, of course. For me, some of them are family, work, health, and hobbies. However, if you don't focus on the goals and activities you truly enjoy, by default you focus on counterproductive activities. There is really no place in between counterproductive and productive activities. It's one or the other. Some time ago, this realization helped me a great deal to become more aware of what I was doing each day. I was surprised how often I would fall into the trap of these prongs, quite honestly. When I thought about it long and hard, I realized that I could have a much better life. Now, one must be realistic about the concept of feeling the discomfort and doing it anyway, and this will enable one to be prepared for such times in the future, such as, you are going to feel annoyed at times. There will be distractions at times but you simply learn to get back on task with your goals and shortly you'll feel much better than if you had have allowed yourself to go off on a tangent 
or sit around and feel badly. I find it really interesting because this is just like standing up to your fear in order to move forward and enjoy life. However, you are standing up to your discomfort presented in the form of distractions, ruminations, anticipatory anxiety, and feelings of demotivation and frustration. These factors are inhibitors and they keep you from your true life goals, but you have a choice. The key then is to remain focused on our goals, our larger objectives, as much as practical, instead of those things which are not part of our goals. We do this by knowing and acting in a way that brings our focus back to the things that are really important to us. Intuitively, we know this is the right decision and we feel much better when we do it. That is, there is something inside of you, a feeling, that you are doing the right thing in spite of your discomfort. This feeling can be a source of motivation and guide you to keep moving forward. I would like to make a recommendation. I would suggest that you start by thinking about the activities you enjoy and why. Then, form a list of your goals and sub-goals so that you can keep them in front of your mind to guide you. This does not have to be a complicated goal-setting process. Next, spend some time imagining what your life would be like if you were goal-oriented instead of being a victim of these prongs of impediments. Next, begin working on your goals, keeping in mind the information I'm about to share. On that note, here are some additional reflections and pointers to keep in mind as you work on your goals. Simply put, accepting your discomfort and persisting anyway is how you get things done. That's how everyone who is successful in any endeavor gets things done. You are accepting in advance that there are going to be discomforts and challenges. You don't deny that there are going to be times when you are upset, angry, lazy, and feel that you can't focus. However, you've decided in advance that you are going to persist anyway. This can really be helpful with being prepared when challenges do arise. Many times when you feel discomfort, the trick is to think small instead of big. In other words, chunk the steps down. As long as the steps are focused on your broader goals, you are being productive. Many times when you feel discomfort, the trick is to think small instead of big. In other words, chunk the steps down. As long as the steps are focused on your broader goals, you are being productive. When you are working on a task, if a distraction or idea keeps popping into your head, put it on a to-do list for later instead of now, and you can even schedule time for this later. You don't pretend these things don't exist, but if you decide to follow up on them, you do so at a later time. Right now, however, you are going to keep going with the task at hand. Here is something else to watch out for. Sometimes we may put off certain steps because we think that they are too far ahead in the future. However, this is not a good idea. For example, you might have a goal that you want to accomplish two weeks down the road from now. Start chipping away at it right now. By doing so, you are engaging in behaviors that can make you feel better and you are also pushing out these prongs of immobilization that can creep in. There are always some goal-oriented things that one can be doing to feel better and they do not need to involve elaborate activities in order for one to feel better. I remember as a child, sometimes I felt spontaneously elated. I certainly would not have used those terms, but I knew and recognized the feeling now. What I didn't know is that these spontaneous feelings resulted often from engaging in very simple, yet fun activities that I like doing. We all have good days, but we do have bad days. The trick is to stay on course when the challenging things arise. This is in fact what makes the difference between success and failure often, 
It's when things get challenging, one might give up. However, the trick is to again, keep moving forward, despite these challenges. Remember, feeling frustration doesn't mean stop. It is often a sign that one is getting off task. We are starting to get distracted by our emotions, and if we don't get back on track, then we may give up. It can be helpful to think of frustration like an alarm that goes off in your head and warns you that you are likely getting off track because of your emotions. Again, I'm not suggesting that you don't feel your emotions. In fact, recognize them, but gently bring your attention back to your goal. I will tell you, at first, this process is not going to feel natural. Remember, however, that by putting one foot in front of the other with your goals, those negative tendencies that I've discussed earlier will begin to fall away. It doesn't mean they won't come up again, but you now have a strategy and over time this new behavior will become a habit. The process will take some grit and resolve at first. Simply make the commitment that you will do your best. This is all you need to do to get started. Reassure yourself that in the end, by placing one foot in front of the other, you can be happier, but you might not feel this way at the beginning of a task. I feel that the true inspiration from this concept is that by feeling the discomfort and continuing with the intended activities anyway, you will be in the best position to lower your anxiety and frustration while increasing your focus and concentration on what's truly important in your life. This process can have a huge benefit for you and others around you who can actually benefit from the contributions you make. I believe that this is truly a way for all of us to be the most effective in our own life and in the world and to feel better while doing so. All information presented in these podcasts is provided for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for a psychologist, psychiatrist, or other healthcare provider's consultation. Please consult a psychologist, psychiatrist, or appropriate healthcare provider about the applicability of any opinions or recommendations with respect to your own panic attacks, anxiety, or agoraphobia, or any other symptom or condition. I want to explain how you can make sure that you are not missing out on any of our content. You can visit our website and sign up for our free email newsletter. Obtain a range of articles about panic attacks, anxiety, and agoraphobia. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. By taking advantage of these options, you can be assured that you will not be missing out on any of our resources please visit our website at panicattackrecovery.com.